0: Thank you for joining us on the Waymaker Church podcast today. We hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and makes a way for the new and deeper with Jesus Christ in your life. Enjoy. All right, all right. Waymaker Church, we're gonna enter now into a time of teaching. I do wanna remind you that right after our time of teaching and and worship, uh, we are going to have a brief intermission and we want you, if you haven't already, to gather the whole family, all the kids, for a special kids' programming for online church as well. Um, I will have the the scriptures on the screen. you can follow along of course in the in the app that we use, the UVersion app. Uh, but I want us right now to do something and I want uh, whoever is in your your space kind of leading things uh, to, to lead the way in this. Uh, I want us to collectively recite this scripture. It's John fifteen thirteen. It comes from the New Living Translation. And I want us to recite it together in the room. I'm going to count to three and we will begin. So here we go. Just stay at the pace that I'm, that I'm at right now. John 15, 13, one, two, three. No one can have greater love than to give his life for his friends. Wow no one can have greater love than to give his life for his friends. That is Jesus' declaration to his first disciples who would become the first apostles who would spread the good news of Jesus Christ to the known world. And what does that essentially mean? It means that the greatest love that we will express in God in us, God through us, Jesus Christ before us, his spirit anointing us is a love beyond ourself, beyond even our family, a love for the people in our community. If you're following along in the notes, I want you to write this down. To sacrifice priceless personal things for our friends' well-being. That's what it means, that there are things that we are going to sacrifice, that are priceless to us. And Jesus, when he made that declaration, he said, even your life itself, that, that if you laid down your life, that if you even had to die for your friend, that would be the greatest expression of love, that you would be loving the way God is loving. And that's what we wanna talk about today. So we are setting aside the series that we, we launched last week, and we're speaking into the current times. Because we were all tracking along in our normal lives and then all of a sudden something changed, something drastic changed, something that seemed distant and far away like COVID-19, the coronavirus, something that we were monitoring from our, from our news apps and from TV seemed so far away and then all of a sudden in just one week, it is right here at home. And it causes us to say, what does this mean for us? And, you know, we can respond in different ways. But I want to talk about how we as the church, not just Waymaker Church, but the church as a whole, those who believe and follow Jesus, how are we called to respond? How is it that we have been called by Jesus to respond? Because, you know, we could respond in in different ways to this. I remember growing up in the 1980s, right about the mid-'80s, the crisis of AIDS hit our country. And I remember everybody just being so fearful and and, and like, what's going to happen? And, you know, can I catch AIDS uh, by a public drinking fountain? Or can I shake someone's hand? And and AIDS, this crisis that was killing so many and, and was so public, started this panic in our country. And I don't remember... The church, the U.S. American church, having the kind of response that we are called to. In fact, AIDS became this, this pariah. It became this stigma. And instead of serving and loving those who were inflicted by this, many turned their backs. This is a time, though, where something like a virus that is very contagious, we have heard, where we know that people that we love and care for are going to get sick and are going to go through this, how we can love and lead during this time differently in the past. You know, we belong to a historic church. And there have been times in the historic church where the church has led the way in love. In the second century, right when the church was being persecuted by the Roman Empire, Uh, history tells us that when Rome got a plague and everyone else was running away from the sick and the dying and running out of the city, it was those who believed and followed Jesus who were running into the city to help the sick and the dying, even at their own sacrifice. Man, that is the legacy of our forefathers and foremothers who've gone before us that in a time of uncertainty, they not only loved, but they led the world in that love that Jesus described, that we would literally lay down priceless things in our life for the good of other people, for the well-being of other people. But you know what? There are other ways that we could respond. We could respond in fear. And and and, and we see many people responding in fear, and they're 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 hiding and they're hoarding and they're and they're keeping things from themselves and they're they're not they're not acting and reacting in a way of courage but of in fear and and that is a choice we could act in ignorance right we could just pretend like nothing's going on we could go about our lives and put our heads in the sands and head in the sand and just act like nothing is going on we could do that another choice is we could just be apathetic well i'm a healthy person and if i get sick with covid-19 or anything else um I'm likely to just get through it with some cold-like symptoms in a couple days and I'll be back on my feet and, and, and that'll be that and not think about the fact that by our behavior and by our apathy, we might hurt other people. And we could, we could just respond that way. Could we could just say, well, you know, I'm gonna travel and I'm gonna go where I wanna go and I'm gonna do what I wanna do. We could be fearful, we could be ignorant or we could be apathetic. Here's the problem with all of those responses. They are focused on the self Focused on the self. And those who believe and follow Jesus, we are the light of selfless love. The light of selfless love. There's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friend. Not just the people that you know and love, but even the strangers on the streets and the neighbors across the cul de sac. That is our call. A question that I want us to wrestle with today as we are around the TV screen or the computer screen or maybe your phone is this. How can Waymaker Church love and lead in the face of uncertainty? How can we join those throughout the centuries who believe and follow Jesus and love and lead in a time of uncertainty? How can we be different than other things In history, how can we be like the monks and the nuns of of church history who started some of the first hospitals for people who were sick and dying in various parts of the world? How can we be examples in this time of not fear, not ignorance, not apathy, but something greater? The Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, for this reason, He says, I ask you to keep using the gift God gave you. He's talking to his protege. He's talking to to a young leader, Timothy, and he's saying, God has given you gifts. He's given you opportunities. And he says, I'm praying that you will use them. It came to you when I laid my hands on you and prayed that God would use you. That is my prayer for us, Waymaker Church, I I pray that God would use us in this time of uncertainty to not only love but to lead the gospel of Jesus Christ in this time, to lead with clarity and courage, to lead differently in times past, to join those who in church history took the opportunity of uncertainty or crisis and were able to Give the light and the love of Jesus Christ to a world that God so loves. He goes on. He says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear. He he didn't cause us to be anxious and afraid. No, he gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a good mind. Some translation even say a sound mind. Power, love, and a good mind. That is the spirit that God Gave us through the gospel of Jesus Christ, not a spirit of anxiety or worry or fear. You see, when we are anxious and afraid and fearful, we're thinking only of ourselves instead of thinking of our friend who we have personal and priceless things that we can sacrifice for their well being. When we get out of a mindset of fear and instead tap into the power and the love and the sound mind that we have been given the spirit of by God, then powerful, miraculous things happen through us. Write this down. The witness of the church in crisis is to choose prudence over paranoia. Prudence. What a strange word. It's not a word that we often use, but it's a word that has a lot of meaning in this time. Prudence. What does it mean? It means good judgment in the management of affairs, good judgment. That's that good mind or that sound mind that we've been given the spirit of. God has given us a mind that can discern the times and discern what's going on and act in sound judgment for the good of the world. That's what we've been called to. Not paranoia, not to to hoard supplies in our in, in our basement and to keep them from people, I mean, 2020 has been pretty bizarre in the last few weeks, hasn't it? I mean, fights breaking out over toilet paper and Perel at the Walmart. Wow. What do we, the people of Jesus Christ, do in this time? We lead not in paranoia, but with prudence, of sound mind, of power, and of love. Now, what does that mean for us practically? It means this. If you've been following and tracking what the... CDC has said about how we can respond in prudence, we can go slow, we can group small, and we can be selfless. Let me, let me talk about that for a second. Go slow. In other words, it, it, this is a time where it's okay to be still. It, it, it's okay to, to not have to go out and be in the highways and the byways and, and, and stay at the same pace that we normally are used to, but really with prudence, just say, do I need to go there? If I do, I will, but if I don't, then I won't. Why? Because it is important that I, during this time, slow the curve of a virus that can hurt a lot of people who are in that space where they are most vulnerable. Go slow. Go slow. Gather small. That's what we're doing right now. Instead of gathering in a large space, we're saying, hey, Let's get in smaller groups where we can lock eyes with each other and we can, we can really monitor what's going on and we can be prudent in that time. We can be discerning in that time. Gather small. And that's what we're going to do as a church over the, the coming three weeks. We're going to gather small. We're going to gather in homes. We're going to gather in different places. And then we're going to be selfless. Why? Because that's what we've been called to. We've been called to be selfless. Selfless. Not to hoard things to ourselves, but to give up priceless personal things for the good of other people. You know, that may be that you, you do a grocery run for somebody who's not healthy. It, it, it may be that, that you, you give up some things in your house or give up some things in your bank account to help somebody pay their rent who, because of this time, is not able to do the work, is not able to go to work. That's what the church does, and we see that throughout the church's history. That we are a part, even from the beginning of the church, of a long line of people who said, hey, I have extra or I have something that you can use. Let me give up priceless and personal things for your well-being because that's the greatest love. That's the greatest love. The witness of the church in crisis is to choose faith and hope over fear. Faith and hope over fear. Fear is always gonna wanna creep in, into our psyche, into the room. And what we get to do through the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit in us and our heavenly Father providing everything we need, we get to say, fear, you don't get anything in this room. You are banished from this place. And that's what you can do right now, right there in the space that you're in. You can say, you know what, fear doesn't have any place. I cannot operate in the kingdom of God when I am in a mindset or a spirit of fear. And you just rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 2, 14. Because God's children are human beings, that's us, we are human beings living on a now not yet redeemed world. There are parts of this world that are redeemed, but there are parts that are not yet redeemed. There are parts about this world Earth that we live on, this, this flesh that we live in that's that's still dying and is still very vulnerable. And the writer of Hebrews, he says, we, we live in this made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood. You know what God did? He didn't say, you come to heaven to be with me. No, I'm gonna come from heaven to be with you and I'm gonna wrap the vulnerability of your flesh around me. For only the writer says for only as a human being could could for only as a human being could he die and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death only in this way could he set free all who have lived who've lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying What did Jesus do for you and me? He, the divine son, became the human Jesus and wrapped the vulnerability of our humanity. And he says, I am going to face your greatest fears, sin, evil, and yes, even death. And I am going to defeat death for you. You know, this is a time when we talk about the physical health of our lives and and our friends and our family, where we are faced with our own vulnerability as human beings, that there is there is a, a day where we will pass away from this life into the life eternal. And here's what we can, can live in the confidence of. We can live in the confidence that Jesus Christ came here. He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross for our sins, and he rose from the dead, and he did all of that so that we can live life eternal. That Death in this life is only a portal into life eternal. And in the meantime, while we live this human experience, we can live in the confidence of that, that we are not bullied by the fear of death. We can walk boldly as the Holy Spirit leads us. And we can walk in the selfless, radical, miraculous love that Jesus Christ called us to in John 15, that day when he spoke to his first disciples and said, the greatest love that you will lead is to give up priceless and personal things for other people's well-being. Wow. Second, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter two, verse three and five. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take, take an interest in others too, The Apostle Paul says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus has. What was the attitude of Christ? Selflessness and humility. That is what we're called to in this time. The witness of the church in crisis. What is it ultimately? It's to love our neighbor. This is not a time for us to run and hide, to put our heads in the sand, to to act like nothing is going on. Uh, to, To be apathetic and just say, well, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I got through it, sorry. No, our time is now to be, to be the selfless love of Jesus Christ to a world that is looking for the light. And right where you are in the space that you're in, whether you're in a coffee shop, whether you're gathered with two or more, I want us to step into this moment and know that this is a threshold moment for the church global. This is a moment where uncertainty and crisis for many is a time of hope and love and faith that we can display for the world that God so loves. We have that power in us. Here's what I want you to do, three things. First, pray and practice hope. Pray, pray, what is that? Prayer is a practice And it is a posture. It is us saying, God, you are our Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us the tools that we need to do your kingdom come work. Let's do that. Let's pray that way. Hope, what is that? Hope is a perspective. Hope is the perspective that everything is gonna be okay, that no matter what's happening, whether the the clouds are falling or the mountains are crumbling, or or, uh, or a sickness is in the land that that hope is is everything is going to be okay because God is on his throne and Christ has defeated sin evil and death for us and the power that rose Jesus from the dead is in us we can speak that we can live that it's an attitude of hope next seek the common good seek the common good you know as as we as we wrap things up, today as you go about the rest of your day you can be in prayer god what is the common good for the people that you've put in my life how do you want me to take personal priceless things and give it for somebody else's well-being and then just be obedient to that be be obedient to that and then finally prepare to be radically generous we are in the coming weeks we're going to we're going to see economic turns We're going to see social turns. We're going to see all kinds of things shift and change. And it's going to be unpredictable. No matter what, though, we have hope. And in this time, let's prepare to be radically generous to those who are in need, the most vulnerable, the sick, the poor, the people who are marginalized, the people who need the resources that we have, and that we have in abundance or that we can give up in faith and knowing that if we take care of others, God will take care of us. Let's prepare to be radically generous. Now, we're going to close this time in worship and prayer. And I want us to just just right where you are as you've been maybe taking notes or maybe wrestling with this teaching and this content I want you to shift now into a time where you're ready to worship and you're ready to respond. As we sing this song, let this be an anthem, an anthem for not only this moment, but an anthem for the weeks and the time to come. Let us walk boldly in faith, hope, and love. Let us lead boldly in this time of uncertainty. Waymaker Church, We have a lot of work to do, and we have been chosen for this time to do it. Let's do it, and let's call on God's power to be with us in it. Thank you for joining us. And a special thank you to those of you who give generously to Waymaker Church. It is because of you that our ministry is possible. Visit waymaker.church to give now. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe. You can also share it with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening. Now go make a way.